Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. It's time for another episode of Matt and Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me, Paul Mattingly. Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. And I'm the knobs and dials Jacob the audio guy. What? What? In the butt. All right. <laughs> uh, a couple things we keep forgetting to talk about on air. One, lets you know that it's so much easier to talk about things you hate versus things you like. This season of Last Comic Standing, they replaced J.B. Smoove. <laughs> With, with Anthony Jeselnik. So now you don't even care because it's somebody you like. <laughs> he, no, is I've watched every episode. Yeah. He's doing a great, great job. It's a major improvement. And they added Norm MacDonald as a guest this year. Oh, wow. Who is a perfect addition because uh, he's both really weird when he talks and an accomplished comic. So like you never know actually whether you're going to get some rambling nonsense or, or like an excellent point. And he, it turned out to be the most scathing judge between Roseanne, Keenan Ivory Wayans, and him. Norm MacDonald turned out to be the most scathing judge there he is. He cuts people to the quick. He does. Mm-hmm. Cuts people right down. And then Anthony Jeselnik fucks with the judges all the time. Um, and he's so funny, and he's a really good joke writer. He always has been. You know, he wrote. He was one of the original writers for Fallon. Mm. And, you know, he had his own show for a short time on, on Comedy Central, and is a really great roaster as well. He's really... He has his personality. His personality is a little thick. I mean, his character, his stand-up character is really, really thick. But, I mean, you can understand him, so he's already better than J.B. Smoove. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he is audible. Yeah. And so they gave him like a lot more responsibilities. He's really funny. And then the season also, they just kept it right at stand-up. There's no, there's no like weird tasks. They didn't have to go into any weird... Do, they didn't have to do all these other weird stuff to make it to the next round. Good. Uh, it seems like there's less... Ep- Actual episodes, I think there's like maybe eight episodes for the season or something to crown the winner, which is fine. Yeah. They, enough, keep, it, they right? keep it an efficient month. That really seems okay. Yeah, because all the stamps are really doing it for the exposure anyway. You know, all the money they make. I mean, you know, they win 250000 in an NBC development deal. I've yet to see the development deals. The show. Bring fruit. Right. You know. Um, and well, 250000 nowadays, what is that for a development deal? Uh you know, it's it's still. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, it's money. It's more than most people get for okay. a development deal. Well, I guess, but I mean, network TV. I don't know. Well, it's a low prize for a network TV show for sure. Mm. You know, but America's Got Talent, their million dollar prize pays out over forty two years. Yeah, that's the language of the prize. That's at the end of the episode. You can see it says paid out over forty two years. What's their prize? Million dollars. Million dollars over forty two years. Yeah, so it's a dollar every year. Pretty much, yeah. That's how the math shakes out. $23,809 a year. Mm-hmm. So it's not... It's a job. Know. It's a job. It's a job. It's what we're like. It's what we're, it's what we're slowly moving towards with our Patreon account. Mm-hmm. It's 23 mm-hmm. grand a year. Oh, but, man. Um, That'd be hot. Um, But it's not... You know, 23000 You can't quit your job for 23 grand a year. Right. Why do, why do you shake your head at that? I, I 23000 is poverty. I... I'm not that far off from that. <laughs> right, but you wouldn't quit. No. I if get, you, no I that's guess all if I, I said. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. No, no, I would. I would consider it. You consider I would it. think hard about it. If I didn't have to drive anywhere, if I didn't have to get extra expenses of the expense of work, 
and I could just sit re- sit back and collect a check, even though it'd be that low. I don't even know how you have the job you have now for as long as you've had it. Anyway, <laughs> your job sounds like torture to me. So I understand that part. Right. But you don't have one job. No, I have several jobs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you would quit the one that sucks for 23 grand. I quit one job. Yes. yes. I would allow myself one job quitting. So here's <laughs> the thing, right? with the other three. <laughs> but the other job you have is like, you know, improv teacher and, and, and coach and stuff like that. Yes. You'd be walking in and everyone would be like, there's the guy that won a million dollars. Yeah. And, and they'd be like, why isn't he living like a millionaire? Right. And it's because be he like, makes... Because I'm a thousandaire every year for the next 43 years. Correct. Do you see how your life... Do you see what I'm saying? It doesn't change your life. Right. But you have to walk around with people thinking your life got changed. Oh, boy. Right. That's the worst. The big thing... The Right. Thank goodness we didn't get on that show. <laughs> no. <but> here's the <laughs> thing. We want to get on the show. We want to get on the show. You and want also the exposure. Yes. And also the... Uh, you make more money off the exposure. Mm-hmm. Many acts, in the last comic standing, just having that on your thing is just a credit. I did Leno, I did Letterman. You know, now it's you know I did Fallon, I did Kimmel, yeah. uh, and I also was on Lost Comic Standing. Okay, and if you top Lost 10, Comic Standing, Lost now, Comic that's Standing, that's the one I yeah, want to like, see. I'm yeah, telling yeah. jokes. I have no idea if anyone can hear them. I gotta tell these this. Uh, I got a type five, but I'm not real good about surviving in the woods. But we're gonna see how it works. <laughs> yeah, can they live on their own? Bear Grylls hosts. Lost comic standing. They do. They do offer you a significant buyout. That's what I. That's that's the thing I should tell. You. Oh, yes. So there you go. You can say you can get it all. And, uh, and almost ninety nine percent of people, I believe, take it. I've no it's idea what that, those uh, stats are. That uh, that commercial. What's that? JG Wetworth. Yeah, exactly. Called JG Wetworth. Eight seven seven cash now. Well, that's the other thing. For all of those things, the big thing that the yearly payment does is uh-huh. it gives you a a really nice line of credit. Because oh. you can you can take out a loan then for a million dollars, paying them back over the next forty two years. Oh. Oh. Wow! See now now we have to win now that Jacob knows how to cash in on it. Oh. Because I guess do they do they do people advise you on that, Jacob? Yes. Okay. Absol- so, absolutely. So people say don't take the buyout from NBC, take the annuity, and then let's take our own loan out of the game. Exactly. Because you can you can get a better loan off of their buyout or off of their uh, off of their yearly payments. You can get a better loan coming off of that. Interesting. That is new information to me. Yeah. Man, finances. No, but I know that. I, for instance, I know that one person in particular took the took the NBC buyout. Sure. Yeah. So they offer you whatever hundreds of thousands of dollars to take it now, which is and don't uh, leave us on the hook for these years. Which is like sixty yeah. percent of the of the prize somewhere in that neighborhood. So you, I mean, you're looking at six hundred thousand dollars. You know, just here's a check, which that's a really nice right. check. Totally. And changing subject to a different person, Matt Franco, who's got it, who won last year. Yep. Uh, he uh, has his NBC actually is working with him. He is. Yes. He's, he's going oh. to have a television show. Okay. Um, either a couple of specials or an actual show. I'm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not privy to all the information, but I and know not that, to mention that he's parlayed parlayed it into a show in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. So he's actually done the show in Vegas, which not everyone is guaranteed to get. Right. Um, although most people think that's the case. They get a show in Vegas, which they all do. They get um, a show, not a not an open ended show. No. They get one night, one performance. They do the AGT yeah. show, yeah, which is a great show, and I've been doing it, and it does sell a shitload of tickets, and it's fun. And they also can tour to other places, which need entertainment way more than Las Vegas yes. does. Mm-hmm. So, so it all works out. But uh, uh, um, but when they recently paid tribute on America's Got Talent, did we talk about this on the air already? I don't think so. They they try to show like a montage of like the past. It's been ten years. So like here are the oh, 10 winners. Right. They didn't show most of the winners they because most of the winners are just obscure again. Oh. Yeah, 
Like they they showed, they showed the wild weird stuff. Well, they showed Terry Fader a lot. Yeah. Sure. They showed Matt Franco one last year a mm-hmm. lot, and they gave him his own spot to showcase his, for his magic show, which is great. Um, and then they showed Emily West a lot, who was just a runner up last year. Right. And then they had the Earth Harp guy, who was a runner up from years before. They had all these guys who were basically like made famous in the last three years, plus Terry Fader was kind of how it all went down. It was really strange that they dedicated time to to celebrating it and chose to focus on the winners and then didn't show the winners. It was huh, really yeah. weird. Well, I was I was the sound designer for the first ever AGT Live in Vegas of when they you were. when they tried to do it as a as an open ended show. Right. Their intention was we have the winner from last season plus I think it was eight eight or nine other acts. It might have been ten acts all total. Uh, from that season and we are going to do an open-ended show live in las vegas every night forever yeah and uh the winner that year i can't i don't know his name he was the chicken farmer country singer guy okay so he was a, a kentucky chicken farmer that sang garth brooks covers okay and that was the winner that year and he was a very lovable guy and his story his story won the show for him and it was it was great and he was a very nice guy uh, but then, I mean, there were all these other acts and everything, and they just all did the show, and Jerry Springer hosted it, and that show lasted a few weeks before it closed. Well, I raise hands in small cages. <laughs> that would have been better. <laughs> the biggest thing I got out of that show was I got to hang out with Jerry Springer a lot. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. He, he and I, he and I would hoot, go out and have drinks. I bet and, he's a hoot. Oh, he and I would go out and have drinks and smoke cigars after the show because his wife would do something else during the day and he had to kill time before she was done. And so he, he needed time to, he just needed a drinking buddy. Great. And I was happy to be Jerry Springer's drinking buddy. Jerry Springer's drinking buddy. Yep. Jacob, 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 <laughs> Jacob, Jacob. Just proof that Jacob is just living, living, living the life. Living I drink life. with people. It's what I do. Living the dream, baby. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole thing is, you know, America's Got Talent is really uh, stories, you know? Absolutely. And so it involves live performance and variety. And so you think it's a no-brainer to translate things. But the truth is medium hopping no matter what. Like YouTube sensations who have 100 million hits getting a television show does not result in a television show. 100 million watching television shows. Your favorite television show doing a movie oftentimes does not result. Entourage. I was uh, on the tip of my tongue. (laughs) You know, there are are exceptions. But for the large part, when you cross mediums, it doesn't always play mm. and even the though Simpsons. they're doing uh, that movie actually did really the well Simpsons movie it did really super well. successful it, it was yeah. yeah oh I thought it did I thought no, it did no, it was, they they're, to. They're, there's gonna be a sequel at some point oh well there you go then no no no, no, no. yeah I was, gonna, I was trying to avoid that and X-Files also did really well yeah X-Files I knew, yeah, I knew X-Files did well yeah I thought the Simpsons had underperformed the Simpsons has never failed oh, Simpsons is the greatest yeah I enjoyed it. I love the Simpsons. I love that movie. I, I really, really like the movie. Flick. I just yeah. didn't. Think it, I thought it underperformed. Nope, overperformed. If anything, cool. Too much performance. Too Way much. too much performance. It was too good. It was too good to fail. Um, <laughs> it was indeed too good to fail. <laughs> That's what the banks are now. Too good to fail. I hope if you're listening, to this, you already to voted for Piff. Is my mic going dumb? Uh, low? Is it to anyone no? else? You sound fine to me. Okay. You sound. You sound brilliant. Uh, I hope you already voted for Piff. Piff is up. Again this week, so I hope, yes. hope you already voted for him. Piff should win. Piff should win. Um, Oof. Yeah. That and I already told him I want to be in our, our, his opening act if he does the show in Vegas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
I don't even know where I was going anymore after after we debated the Simpsons movies box office gross. Are you looking it up because you don't believe us? No, I'm just curious now. Uh, half a billion dollars. They're yeah, doing fine. That. Chump ha- change. Half a billion? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Chump change. That's pretty good. Yeah, they're doing just fine. Yeah, it didn't cost quite that much to make. No. <laughs> Say in the black. 75 million to make. There you go. Yeah. That's a that's solid that's solid margin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul. Yes, sir. You and I have been watching the same show, and we haven't talked about it on the air. Really? Rick and Morty. Have we not talked about Rick and Morty? Because no. I talk about Rick and Morty on Geek Squad all the time. Well, I am evangelist for Rick and Morty. Yeah, well, I'm new to it. Oh, it's the best. It's the it best is, goddamn thing ever. It is the funniest fucking show. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Dan Harmon, that whole crew. Justin uh, Rowland, genius. Yeah. Genius vocal performances across the board. Genius style. I mean, I've got all issues of the comic book that have come out. I'm going to buy the, the trade. Comic, are the comics just based on the episodes? No. The episodes are based on the comic? No, it's new stuff. It's new stories. It's totally unrelated. It's like the Futurama comic, which is all just... Well, the Futurama comic benefited because I think, at least for the first bit, the first couple of Futurama comic uh, issues were when they had first gotten canceled. So some of those storylines found their way into some com- some of the comic books, I think. But it was brilliantly written. But no, Rick and Morty is just a brilliantly written comic as well in the same style and same vein. And Yeah, it's wonderful, funny stuff. You like Rick and Morty. I have to tell you, because it was, it was uh, um, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty. My buddy uh, Jim, Jim Fastante, a great actor out in L.A., good acting coach as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, insane acting coach. Um, he like changed the way I thought about acting in like, one conversation over tea. Um, uh, uh, he and I... He was in Possible Side Effects, a.k.a. Threat in New York with me. College roommate. Formed comedy with him for, 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 for a dozen years. Mm-hmm. Um, was like, you have to watch Threat. I mean, you have to watch Rick and Morty. Yeah. And the reason why is like we pitched a long time ago. We were very close to getting a Cartoon Network with a show we called Threat, mm-hmm. which is based on the four of us, that uh, three of us from a comedy group, my actual roommate, Ryan, the four of us living in my actual house in Montclair. We, and we basically put that house in the middle of a town where something different and supernatural and crazy would happen each and every episode. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot. We had a freaking laundry list of running bits and characters you wanted to incorporate into the show. We were positive things a home run. We teamed up with a great animation company, um, Flickr Lab out in New York, and we really thought this was going to hit. And to, the, to this day, you know you know this from off, off air that all I want is a cartoon. I just want a cartoon on it. So join, bad. Join the club. I just would love to be able to make comedy cartoons. Join the club. Um, uh, so, uh, I was, I heard about Rick and Morty and then he told me, like, no, 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 you have to just, you have to watch it. Mm-hmm. So I watched two episodes and it was heartbreakingly everything I want. I always want to do a science fiction cartoon. Because I love because science fiction and comedy to me are, are the same thing. Mm-hmm. We talked about this. Sure, you take this one agreement. Everything else is normal except for this one thing, and mm-hmm. you push the dominoes forward, mm-hmm. and you see how much does that affect regular life. And the, and the answer is always a lot more than you think, and that creates both the fascination of science fiction that creates the jokes for comedy. Yep. If that, then what? Right. Yep. Uh, and so, man, Rick and Morty's so fucking funny. So you know the conceit behind the origin of that. So Dan Harmon wanted to do. A new... Well, first tell people what the show's about. So it's about this grandpa named uh, Rick, Rick Sanchez, and his grandson, 
Morty. Yeah. And their adventures through time and space. Yeah. Basically, Rick is a super genius, mm-hmm. can do anything uh, mechanical or scientific, and uh, Morty is his guinea pig, lab rat, sidekick, all these things. Yeah. Best friend. But it, may, it really takes place mostly in their neighborhood. Um, this season has. It starts in yeah. there. It always, oh, yeah, start, yeah, yeah, it it always starts up. off in their neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, that's and what then I mean. Blows out from there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They start. Everything goes down in the garage. Rick's uh, yes. workshop is in the garage, and it just explodes from there. Yeah, it's a typical. It's very much a nuclear family kind of situation, and then everything goes hyper from there. Man, just incredible. But the original conceit was Dan Harmon wanted to do uh, the continuing adventures of Doc and Marty from Back to the Future. Right. That's why they're called Rick and Morty. Right. It's I mean, it's there. It's not that. Sure. And it's so funny to see people go, oh, this is just like Doc Brown and, and Marty McFly. It's like, yep. Yep. <laughs> you dumbo. That's like I, I told you I always wanted to do the, uh, oh, yeah, we talked about this in the Rachel Bloom episode, the quantum jump where Sam Beckett, quantum leap, where Sam Beckett did leap into my actual body and then didn't want to leave. <laughs> he so just stays. I am Sam Beckett the funny. whole time. Just the whole time. Um, so... Yeah, the two episodes I watched that I was like just jaw dropped on was uh, there was the Unity episode uh, where everyone uh, everyone who comes in is actually one person. You're watching the new season. Yes, I haven't watched the new season yet. Oh, fuck. I, I dude, I binge when I get the uh, DVDs. That's how I do it. Just when I thought we could talk about, we finally found a show we were both watching where we're not watching. I'm not watching it currently. I'm a, I'm a non-cable guy. I know there's options for me to watch it, I, but I don't want to spoil it before I buy the DVD. Is that weird? Whatever. That's what I do. I like to wait for the But go ahead. I've heard it's great. I, I know it's great. Yeah. I've heard it's great. I've heard that, no, I've heard the new seasons is, is great. Yeah. <laughs> I could have contributed to this conversation just as much as Paul. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've heard it's great. No, I've been reading. I've been, and I was reading spe- yeah. specific things about that episode. And yeah, not trying to get too spoilery on it. But yeah, uh, it's, it's very cool. Everybody yeah. is one person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just. Well, now I don't want to. Now, now you maybe not want to spoil it for people who are going to watch it on DVD. Well, no, I mean, go ahead and talk about it. Right, uh, I mean, spoiler alerts just in general. Sure. If people who don't want to, you know, get spoiled, but it's all good. All right. This one that made me like just love them was there was an episode where uh, uh, people keep popping up in their memories, and then suddenly they're in the house, and then that's how they invade your household. They so they, they can come populate. in through your memory. Yeah, yeah, and you can shoot them, and all of a sudden they expose themselves, and this person from your memory dies in front of you as this evil squid like right. thing, right? But before that, they're you they're know like, your loved one, like a robot butler, uh, you know, like a talking pack of cigarettes. Like there's just all this stuff. And they all go like, no, but that that can't be a, an invader. He's he's from my memory, and they just keep going back to memories. And every time they come back from memory, there's more people in the house, <laughs> and they all swear that they're the real ones, and that everyone else is an invader. Hilarious, and it is brilliant. I mean, it is just executed so well, and the house just gets populated. Yep, with like thousands of people, and they all have their memories and their stories, and they're all hilarious. It is a super hyper improv dream. Yes, everything just gets yes and to the nth degree. You got to see the Mr. Me Six episode. That'll blow your goddamn mind. Yeah. The dog episode, which is also the uh, Scary Terry episode, yeah. which is just so fucking funny. Uh, the 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 fun park inside the homeless man with what's in uh, with um, from uh, last week tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Oliver. John Oliver. Yeah. Oh, oh, and then uh, the 
the other one with the other special guest. Oh, it, it, I just had it in my head and, and, and it went away. It'll come back to me. Okay. Uh, but they're so, they're just all, every one of them, every episode has just some, oh, there's the, the one of my absolute favorites with <laughs> David Cross as a guest. Ah. Uh. About virtual reality, inside virtual reality, inside virtual reality, inside virtual reality. Oh, man. Oh, 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 oh. It's oh. just, it's what Dan And Harmon- Parnell's in it, and fucking so many other great people are in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, lo- I love the community. And community, uh, you know, listening to an interview with Dan Harmon, you could see he struggled with trying to keep the continuity of, like, his tribute episodes where he would take out, tackle a genre, were clearly the most popular, cultishly popular episodes of community. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet he felt this need, especially for the network, to keep this continuing narrative and keep the sitcom together. It's so clearly he was meant to make Rick and Morty. Yeah, it's wonderful that he can break free. And there's there's a lot of kind of that Aeon Flux vibe too. Yeah, I mean everything resets, but at the same time, there's there's a lot of stuff that happens by the end of a lot of episodes where shit doesn't get resolved. Yeah, and shit just doesn't get resolved, and it's right. wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. That's the, that's the freedom of being in Cartoon Network and doing a cartoon. So. If you love Rick and Morty, or if you haven't even watched Rick and Morty, go see Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty forever, a thousand years, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty. But also, I would highly recommend, this is another geek shock thing I've been chatting about, Space Dandy. It's the uh, a new anime that just came out last year. I don't get into a lot of current anime. This one is awesome. If you like Rick and Morty, Space Dandy is up your alley. Similar kind of vibe, wild, ridiculous setups, and they do the total Aeon Flux thing where everything goes to shit most episodes, Yeah, and it gets taken to like, oh, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened, and then the next episode, they're back and everything's fine. Okay. Yeah. It's it's really, really fun. It's really, really fun. Space Dandy. Uh, it's the, by the same guys that did Cowboy Bebop, same production company and whatnot, and uh it's not only is it uh, super well written and funny, but it's also beautiful. So yeah, All check right. that out. If you're not into anime, that'd be a good starter. Um, I, that would be good. I'm not into it. That'd be a good starter for It'd me. Be a good starter for you, especially if you can dig on uh, some Rick and Morty. Because if you if you go into Space Dandy with that kind of Rick and Morty vibe, it's good. And the dubbing is is good. You don't have to be uh, nerdy at all to like Rick and Morty. No, you have to uh, you have to appreciate. A little, uh, little spice in your humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little, a little smarts, a little, little smarts, little spice, and it's definitely, it's dark, it's dark. <laughs> yeah, only if you really want to believe. Yeah, it's dark. Come on, it's, it's I mean, cartoon. it's great. It's see, but that, that that cartoons hit me stronger than any actual. Clearly, you jack off to. Them. I mean, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just find them. Like I've always said, my whole thing with cartoons is animation, art, anything like that. It's a visual representation of what's going on inside someone's brain. It's as close as you can get to cracking open someone's head and looking directly at their thoughts. And that to me is far more intimate than anything you could do theatrically, filmically. That's just, I just find it. I find it the most intimate medium possible nah. because of that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm my, kidding. My I'm opinion. joking. No, 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 I'm joking. It's I'm my joking. opinion. That was a beautiful thought. And it's, I was, I want, I was, that's why so. animation hits me so strong is because I am seeing someone's dream. 
as closely realizes it. Of course, there's something lost always in the translation from brain to hand to sketch, but it's as close as you can get to looking inside someone's brain. My brain to hand is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. My brain to hand, my brain to hand is like flawless. Mm, you um, got a, such a good brain to hand. Very good brain to hand. Uh, very nice uh, line work of brain to hand. I, uh, no, no, no. What you said was beautiful. What I'm trying to say <laughs> is that like darkness of like watching people explode into things in a cartoon. It's dark if you're not if you're not open to the ridiculousness of it. Yeah, I, I mean, a, it, but I had, I had an end to my own sentence. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, seeing seeing a seeing a kid explode in a cartoon versus seeing a kid explode. In, in real oh yeah thing. so when you go like it's dark and I go like not really it's good but I'm saying not not because of cartoon I'm not questioning the beauty of the project of the cartoon entirely I'm not saying cartoons are worth less than other things but when you say dark and that you should warn people it's dark I don't think okay so my dark warning and your thing are are on different tracks here yeah. I have no problem with gratuitous gross crazy out there visuals right but when you watch that episode with the alternate reality inside alternate reality inside alternate reality and you get a taste of what uh morty's dad how how de- how fucking depressing his life is okay that's what you're saying that's some dark, dark too i mean there's yeah. a lot no, no there's the there's the gross out dark too yeah, yeah yeah there's the there's the horrible shit dark too but then there's also just the look at your life dark it's 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 staring into the void kind of shit that, I, I love it that makes sense it's very introspective yeah can be um. All right. Harmon comes from a dark place, man. We should. Oh, for no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. And uh, you know, I I told you I saw the his pilot originally they did with Ben Stiller with Jack Black as the astronaut. And oh, Owen, uh, Owen Wilson Heat Vision and talk, Jack. Heat Vision and Jack. The motorcycle. Yeah, I saw that when it was like like black market tapes. Yeah. When I was living in San Diego, the Channel One Hundred and One. Is that what that was called? That eventually became the the reason why Channel One Hundred and One existed. Right. So. He the he made, he worked on that show mm-hmm. with Ben Stiller. Jack Black's the lead. Owen Wilson's a talking motorcycle. They're making fun of Knight Rider. He thought that was going to go on Fox Television and change sitcoms. Yeah, and he was like twenty two. Yep. And then they pass, and he thinks that's impossible. Like I'm supposed to change the world with comedy, you know? And he's young, and he says he's depressed. He doesn't leave this house for months dealing with the depression of having worked on that show and he just thought he was going to work on that show you know yeah. and that was the coolest thing he ever come up with and he never come up with something else you know whatever the, all the things you think about when you have a, a, a spectacular failure mm-hmm. you know it's always it's easy to fail early really gut wrenching to fail late you know and so uh, he eventually turns that into Channel 101 because that got passed around the VHS tapes people would dub that onto tapes for each other and it became like this underground oh. thing like if you get your hands it was big at the comic conventions yeah yeah because mm-hmm. especially because all those guys started to blow up mm-hmm. you know and so suddenly if you like jack black at all you had to get your hands on heat vision and jack right and this is before youtube and everything else yes then the internet comes around then everything is ready available then suddenly heat vision and jack is readily available so they start this thing channel 101 out in uh in california mm-hmm. where people put up purposely fake tv pilots yep and the audience votes on which one they think is the best every week. And that whoever gets voted in the top five has to make a second episode uh-huh. of that show. And they, on and on it goes. Yeah. So they kicked it off, I believe, with Heat Vision and Jack. Um, before we move on to uh, 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 Scoop Mail and Jock versus Nerd. Yes. I'm realizing we should rename Jock versus Nerd Father of Two versus Nerd. <laughs> 
Why is that? Is that your new definition of yourself? I you become less of a jock, more of a father of two. I really have done a shit job being a jock lately. <laughs> well, don't you think that's going to change now that football season's in full swing? So I am in four fantasy leagues. I've reduced the amount of fantasy leagues I've been down to four for the last two years. You're, you're pulling it down to four. Pulling it down to four <laughs> imaginary football You're pulling leagues. it down to four. Now, four. I went from seven to three this How year. How the fuck do you do this? How do you do it? Good question, Paul. I can't juggle one. I missed, for the first time in my life... The not, draft? I missed two drafts. <gasps> what are you going to do? They auto-draft. I have two shit teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have two terrible teams. Now, is this a good thing in a weird way? Well, my friend Ptolemy... It gives you an excuse. My good friend Ptolemy, who was in, in the league... Yeah. I did really well, actually, the last couple of weeks, because I've been so paranoid about being a dad that I was maniacal my last two years of drafting, so I wouldn't have to do too many I'm going to show you I'm not just dad-brained. Oh, yeah. No, 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 it takes no, no, no. less time. <laughs> no, like, it, if I put in a lot of time right now, then I don't have to pay attention during the season and make trades and pickups. I yeah. see. If I have to kick ass I team. see what you're saying. And I've done that last two years, and I've actually profited modestly. But now. Crazy. I am paying my friends to hang out with me. <laughs> I'm paying just to stay a part of a league. I'm paying like country club dues. <laughs> I'm just giving my friends money. But is there a strategic advantage to having a couple of shit teams that you can do experiments with? Thank you for giving me a tactic for the year. Maybe, <laughs> maybe so. Right? I mean, don't you? Don't isn't there a possibility to use them in a weird way or or try a weird strategy with this thing and see if it starts to pay off and then maybe incorporate it into your better team? Or? Well, here's the fun part. <laughs> I guess it wouldn't matter week to week though, right? Because if it worked one week, it wouldn't necessarily work the next. Yeah. yeah so kind of I I get I finally make one of my drafts. I finally get to to participate in one of my drafts. And it hits me that I've already missed two and let them auto-draft for me. It hits me that I have done zero research this year. <laughs> so as you're settling in to start to pick these guys, yeah. you're just like... I have no oh, clue what it's my like, strategy is. It's like going draft. into a voting booth. Yes. <laughs> like, wait a minute. I don't know who the fuck these people are. Yeah. I came here to vote for this one thing, and now I got 16 things. Right. What yeah. are these do people? Do I pull the levers for fun like a monkey, or do I walk <laughs> out of here like a, like a moral person? <laughs> So, so like, no fucking idea. So like, you don't know who Amir Abdullah is. Correct. It, I, I just drafted him onto a team yesterday. So did I. Amir did you really? Because I'll tell you why. And Jacob, you're going to get a big kick out of it. This right, is go. a beautiful name. I, I came up with one strategy All right. that I could use. So I, do, uh, I did an auction draft, which means you have a budget and you, you, you bid on players. Yes. I fucking just basically skipped the first hour of the auction draft. Okay. I just was like, all the big, all the big players with all the big money are going to go. Yep. I I have a nice. I have, I'm happy with my two keepers. I'm just going to let them go. Okay. And then I do what I call, uh, what I called after I was done, sleeper vampire tactic. Okay. I like it so far. So instead of I like anything with a good g- name. Right. So I know that I have no sleepers. But I trust two guys in my league to have some sleepers, and I bet they would wait till late in the draft to nominate their own players. I knew exactly where this was going to get their sleepers. So when two guys I trusted put up players I never heard of, I fucking took those players. <laughs> so when Colin put Amir Abdullah up on the block, correct? Yep, <laughs> I have Amir Abdullah on my team. I said there are two be people good. on my team. I have no idea who they are, but I trusted who those people were <laughs> to nominate them, and I fucking took those motherfuckers because mm. I had a, a huge budget left over. He's taking Reggie Bush's place in Detroit. He's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I, I, yeah. And so I, I was, I, I'm doing. It's the worst year I'm doing. 
I'm just terrible at fantasy football. <laughs> it's okay. One of the uh, running backs that I picked up yesterday, luckily it was also an auction draft, picked him up for a dollar. Yeah. Uh, they announced today that he would not be starting at running back. Amazing. Yeah. I was Here's, like, oh, well, dropping him. Yeah. I mean, it's the thing. is like, so I have two drafts that are just shit teams. One draft that might be a total shit team, except I might have just took someone else's sleeper. And then I have another draft on Wednesday, but it's Wednesday. Oh. Which means I can try to do it from my app on my phone. I'm not on as Christian Gray that night. No. Okay. But still. Um, but that was the thing is, I was on basically. No, it doesn't happen early This is morning. why I missed all of them, is that like I was on for Christian Gray. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this, this stuff happens, man. Life yeah, yeah. happens. You got to yep. make a choice. And so, uh, yeah. Do your job as a dad or a worker or commit to your friends with imaginary football. But it but it sucks because it's a thing that's very important to you. Yeah. And I know exactly how that feels. And you it miss that. It matters for your fun all year long. Sure. That's yeah. well, For you, yeah. That's a six-month thing for that well, this one week yes. where you got to really be intense about it. And then the rest of the... T- yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, 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 uh, sure. And you understand because it's Dungeons and Dragons for jocks. I totally get it. Um, I don't understand it. But no, I get it. But you get the... Uh, you <laughs> I get the comparison it. completely. So during Fifty Shades and in and in between or right up to Bucket Show, I have to do the draft. Now, Jacob, this is for you to hop back in here. It's a snake draft. Okay. Go ahead, Paul. All right. So snake draft, that means something's moving snake-like through the draft. Yeah. Yes. So that means it wouldn't be stats changing. It would just be who's available at certain times Correct. changing. Yeah, yeah. And th- randomized? No, it's not randomized. That's the problem. So in an auction draft, anyone can bid any player at any time. Okay. So if I were doing an auction draft in between uh, Fifty Shades and Bucket Show, I would just spend uh, a certain portion of the draft just fuck it, spending my money and loading up on players. Yeah. Snake draft, I can't do that. I have to wait for everyone to go their turn. Oh, got it. It's like uh, the way Amazon handles ordering... Uh, Rare Amiibo. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. Time slots. Yeah. A, I you didn't know a, Amazon did that. B, I have no idea what that word means. You have a window of time. Yeah. In which you can make your move. Yeah. After that window of time, nope. no dice. Right. And it makes a move for you. And so what happens is all these, yeah. if you auto draft in a snake draft, you get all these overrated players that everyone has knows, passed on. Yeah, yes. Everyone else knows, including you, that this person should not be that high up in the draft order. Right. And that's who you get stuck taking. Gotcha. So you have basically a team full of Warren Moon. I am about to have my shittiest year in fantasy football. <laughs> you, you got but, Todd Gurley, uh, didn't you? Isn't oh, this man. isn't it possible though, Matt? Yeah. That things shift and turn around and I mean, the Patriots are probably going to be banned from football. You're right. So right. so you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, I, the NFL might, the whole thing might fall apart this year. I can't. <laughs> I know it won't at all. <laughs> no, that's the weirdest thing. Like, on the one hand, I can't. But did you see that big, the Cheaty Magoo expose? The big Cheaty Magoo article came out the today. The giant yeah, big yeah. Cheaty Magoo article. Yeah. I mean, it, they should have just called it Patriots Cheaty Magoo. Right. No, it was, I, I did not take it that way, though. I did not take it as Patriots Cheaty Magoo. I took it as NFL shady motherfuckers. Well, yeah, that's the other thing too. That is, is, it, that is really it. It really, to me, the article really said uh, nothing surprising about the Patriots. Right. Uh, the Patriots definitely were behaving immorally. Yes. They right. want to argue that it was not necessarily against the rules that they were exploiting gaps in the rules, right. which they do both on and off the field all the time. I mean, at some point they were breaking the rules as well. So here's yes. my here's my comparison. I just got done watching the uh, Whitey Bulger documentary on oh, Netflix. Yeah. Okay. So basically the NFL is playing the role of the FBI here, sanctioning and allowing some real illicit shit to go down. 
And meanwhile, Whitey the Patriots Bulger is getting away with murder. Literally getting away with murder. Yep. And the only argument there, which is a terrible argument, is that at least they're trying to accomplish greater good. That was exactly it. And the FBI's whole thing was like, we're trying to shut down these larger crime families by allowing certain murders to happen. Yes. Which is horrible. Horrible. And it's hard to transition from this back to football. No, no, no. <laughs> back to football. No, no. But Now uh, back to something more important. There's no greater good happening. No. You're not trying to use the patients to ensnare a larger... Audience. Uh, no, a larger group of cheaters outside the NFL. No, but I swear, I swear, a conspiracy theorist Paul, the year they won way back yeah, uh, during the whole invasion of Iraq stuff, it was... I mean, the fix was in from the get-go. Because I think no. Bush said the word patriot three oh, times, you think patriots. Three times okay. a day. <laughs> it made me feel that way. I know it's completely false, but it just made me feel that way. There are here's the th- here's the thing is that there are politics at hand, and there are. Mm. Uh, you, but you're thinking about it from the wrong way. I don't mm. think the government lines up the Super Bowl like basically. It's all American teams. Yes, and the Patriots are absolutely no nobody outside of New England considers the Patriots. New England Patriots to be patriotic, right? They're not. They're not even the ones that are called America's team. Steelers fans sure. are not like. Well, at least we have the Patriots. You know what I mean? They're not like. Well, but they're red, Patriots. white, and blue. That's marketing. I know, but the, but that's not marketing that the government believes and says. If the Patriots win, then America feels good. I don't know. I do know it's not true. Yeah, okay, it's, it's, it's that's true. All right. I would not feel good as a Dallas Cowboys fan if the Patriots win the Super Bowl during 9-11. Like, oh, good, the Patriots won. I guess you're right. That does not it's make still me feel just good. a divisive no yeah. matter who wins. Correct. There you go. But but if the Dolphins had won, Fix is in. Fix is in because they're superiorly intelligent species. <laughs> right. They know how to manipulate us. Well, well who are, so who are obviously in fish. contact with the aliens. Yes. <laughs> so we know why the Dolphins no, are winning. No going to deny that. No, yeah, yeah. No, no, no that's no. obvious. I mean, the side of the helmet tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> it's a dolphin wearing a helmet. That is some evolved behavior. <laughs> yeah. And he's out of the water. I mean, he's flying. Out yeah, of yeah, the water. he's flying out of the water, showing his true power. Yeah, they have full mobility. They can be out among us if they want. And who's to say they're not? Who's to say a lot of these people that are walking around nowadays aren't just dolphins in the outfits? Yeah, I, I have an admission to make. Oh, oh shit! i has been a dolphin the whole time. Look at that fucking blowhole. That explains all of our listenership. That explains why that hair is so long on his back. <laughs> Um, he covers up the dorsal fin. Covering his dorsal fin and blow a hole. Uh, no, but it's a boys. It's a boys club, you know. Yes, the owners all know each other, and they're and they're in with the yeah. commissioner. And, it's a good old boys club. And literally, it's like 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 any cover up. It doesn't happen because of a, a a puppeteer at the top of the conspiracy trying to pull something out from the get go. What happens is people suddenly realize they have shit to deal with, and they all just want it to go away. Yeah. Fast. Yes, mm-hmm. it, that's exactly what it is. And like they just like, how can we make this shit sandwich disappear? Make this go None away. Of us so want to get it. back to making money. Who no, will eat this shit sandwich? And so it's like, hey, so another one could be like, hey, that's fucked up. But you know what? It's really bad for the league if we do this in the public. So why don't we just all shut up about it and we? I say I'm sorry and let's just get to go away. Wow. Yeah. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And th- that's exactly. I mean, that's very apt analogy to the whole. FBI thing with Whitey Bulger. Yeah, and the thing. Watch like, that documentary. You see I, uh, what the Patriots I are definitely, all about. That sounds much more fascinating than what we're talking it's, about. It's so I, fucking. I watch it. You gotta see it. It's fascinating. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I would think I would definitely love it. Mm-hmm. So my, um, so my father gave me an intense hatred for the glorification of mafia behavior. 
We mm-hmm. love mob stuff. My dad has, you know, been a public defender and dealing with stuff. Like, and it, nah. it's, it's it's horrible. Yeah, it's, watch it's it. Horrible. It's a, it'll 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 yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the the thing about like for for, you know, okay, so some of the Patriots' success has come from their cheating ways. Sure, that's undeniable. How much of it is debatable? A percentage, but a percentage. They certainly. Have, and, and if you look at the margin of they winning have, the Super Bowl versus they have not winning won the Super at Bowl. least one game yes. from their Chidi Magoo. Right. And that alone. Right. There you go. And so, and this Flog is, them! And the interesting oh, thought I had them. on the way in is, is here, so Jacob, when you look back at, because Paul, can you, can you name any of the 49ers that have won a Super Bowl or any of the Cowboys that have won a Super any Bowl? Any of the 49ers? Yes. Montana took it. That's right. Yeah. There's and, one. And who, Montana with Jerry Rice receiving. There you go. All right. I, that was the, the duo that crushed the Bengals' dreams once. Great. Okay. This actually this is a, this is a perfect point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you just named Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Right. Yes. The Patriots have won five Super Bowls. Yes. Tom Brady and whomever he throws to. Right. Is he got a guy? This is what we're talking about. This he doesn't the, have a go-to guy. This is this is the point. Everybody's what? a receiver. No, 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 no. I'm not going okay. that. I'm not going that broad with it. All right. What is it? No, I mean. It's just Many Hall of Famers have come out of the Cowboys uh, franchise, you know, dynasty years. Many Hall of Famers have come out of the, the, the Niners years. How many Hall of Famers, Jacob, do you think are coming out of the Patriots Super Bowls? Uh, well, there's Brady. The, the one receiver I would say that would be the closest to his rice would be Welker. Right. Um, so, and Welker I could see going into the Hall maybe. Probably not a first ballot, though. Right. Uh, Gronkowski in the last few years. I mean, he certainly seems like he's well on his way. Um, outside of that, I mean, there's some there's some solid linemen in there. The, yeah, the big so thing with the Patriots, like they have Teddy that traditional, Bruschi, maybe exactly, maybe Ronnie Harrison. Yeah, may, maybe. maybe even um, oh, uh, I just forgot his name. The the huge guy that they just released this year that was an offensive lineman for them. For oh them yeah, forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I forget his name too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're like because they've always built that team around like giant line play and defense. Yeah. But with now knowing the access, they oh, and Randy had, Moss, Randy, Randy Moss, Moss for sure. Randy Moss, yeah, had a career before. Yes, he, he's a Hall of Famer, not because of his yeah. time with the Patriots, right? Randy Moss was unusual for the Patriots. Yes, it was a, it was an unusual grab for the Patriots. Absolutely. Um, it does. It, it makes it interesting that, like, you know, with the Cardinals finding out that the St. Louis Cardinals were cheating and hacking into shit, right? And they kind of seem to be consistent, and the Patriots are consistent. A modicum of their consistency has to come from these things right yeah. oh yeah um, yeah absolutely the the big part of that article that that we all, that we're all talking about uh that i don't understand why this is not discussed more because it, it has to happen in so many stadiums i know the saints were accused of something similar to it not uh not too many years ago yeah was uh and it turned out that they got cleared of it blah 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 but um the patriots were scrambling the radio signals between the coaches on the sideline and the quarterback. So the quarterback has a helmet that has a little has headphones in it yeah. so that the coach can talk to the quarterback at, at certain times in, in the game and, and other times that, that transmission gets turned off. Uh, and they were saying the Patriots were scrambling that signal during key moments of the game where the coach would be able to talk to the players. Which is much, much, much worse than Deflategate. Oh, huge. I mean that is just that is really that is not stealing signals that is impairing the ability of the coach to get the play into the game. Yeah, and that's a major cheat on third downs and stuff like yes. that. Yes, I mean you you don't get that many attempts to score in football. Right. Um. So, 
Also, we need to not call it Deflate Gate. Yeah, Balgazi. 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 According to the Deadspin article, that yes, Balgazi is great. But um, this Balgazi. <laughs> Balgazi, man. Um, just for anyone who's totally bored by sports, which you've probably already fast forwarded by now. Yeah. The point I'm trying to get to, sloppily, is that this actually saves and makes the Patriots a ton of money. And that's where people outside of sports should at least understand that this isn't just sports bullshit. Cheating at this level means you don't... We just described that they, it was unusual for them to pay money for big free agents. It was unusual for them to give their, their really good offensive players or defensive players that, that really a lot of money. Uh, you know, And Welker, the guy you described, left so he could actually get paid regular money for a receiver. Right. The Patriots save money, save millions and millions of dollars by paying other players regular amounts of money and never paying big money for big players. And you could argue that they've made up for that by cheating. By sure. knowing the other team's shit and by fucking with the team's shit. By, by, by being an organization that fucks with shit across the board, we can take less than super stellar players, get the results that we desire by, playing, by fucking with the rules, if not breaking them, by fucking with them. And then on top of that, we get to be Super Bowl champions, which makes a whole shitload of money for your franchise outside of that. So they really are fucking with other teams' money in a major way. Well, and, that's the thing, though, is they might be. And I'm, I'll play devil's advocate here for a second. Sure. Now then, you just described the Patriots very nicely. It is you're paying regular money to players that should be getting paid much more than that. Uh, they're, they're doing all of this stuff. There's another team that that description fits perfectly. And that is the San Antonio Spurs, right? Are the San Antonio Spurs cheating? No one's ever, no one's ever made allegations or not, not big serious allegations that they're cheating. Yeah. So that, and that's the thing. That's the crazy thing that this cheating stuff does is because the Patriots definitely acted unethically. They definitely broke some rules. How much of an effect did that have? And that's what we don't know. That's what we don't know. Yeah, and that, and that, but that, but it fucks with your mind. It does because I mean, there's another major sports team out there that handles their business in a very similar way to the Patriots. They have a system that the players buy into. They have one or two key players, and they have a and they have a coach, which kind of goes along with the system. But I mean, they they have all of that in place. Right. You have one team that is looked at as the model of an NBA team, and another team that is looked at as the cheating magoos. But. There seems to be a lot of evidence that the Patriots cheat, and there's yeah. there doesn't seem to be any evidence that the San Antonio Spurs cheat. Absolutely. And uh, Greg and also, Popovich, who I know is a, a major scoop, uh, I'm not saying for a second that you cheat, sir. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Popovich. Yes, yes. And also thank you for your Patreon donation. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, can't wait to see what you want Paul to eat with no hands. Uh, I, I bet it's between his legs. And also, it's, it's a basketball. Basketball, oh, basketball, you're looking for 12 players. Right who can buy into a system who maybe want to take a financial sacrifice in the short term for long-term gain. Yes. Football, very hard to make that choice for long-term gain. You, people don't stay on teams past their athletic worth, and you also have to get 55 players right. to do that. Well, and so also the different. average NFL career length yeah. is much, much shorter than the average NBA career length. All right. This is way too much jock talk this early in the show. A lot of jock talk. Yeah, we, I, we only I, have another 30 minutes of it. I spaced out. I know. You're welcome to come in and joke at that time, but I'm glad you spaced out. <laughs> I spaced it was too oh, I couldn't joke. It was just names of players I don't know. Yeah. But you you it's a valid point. It's an important thing. Cheating with goose. <laughs> 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 they 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 have they've 
the, the you you hit it right on the, the head. They have fucked the system so hard the system is broken for all the other teams. Yeah. And the fact that it's been somewhat sanctioned by the NFL should be a red flag to those other teams. That could be a lot of litigation coming NFL's way. The bottom line is like I don't know Man, once you are a football commissioner, you can get away with a lot. That's what we have learned. Yeah. <laughs> you, it's true. This guy is getting paid f- tens of million dollars a year. I, I think, think 40, forty-seven. Yeah, I think he's forty-something million dollars a year while all of this happens on his watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much stuff do you have to fuck up before you have to step down? Yeah. Set bladder. Yeah. It's just once you get to that position, man. Too big to fail. Fucking king of the mountain. Too big to fail. King of the mountain. It's it's the same thing in all corporate structure. You look at the people that get the the. I think CEOs go down for way, way faster than this. But man, but they but they bounce over to another company. That's true. It's the craziest yeah. shit I've ever seen. That'd be funny if they did that. Like Roger Dale's like, all right, I'll leave, but then he becomes commissioner of the NBA. Yeah. He just hops sports. <laughs> if there were more sports, man, Stern just switch. Yeah. Oh no, wait, Stern's not the commissioner. Not Stern, uh, silver. silver, silver. Thank you. They just flip, dude. They just flip. Anyway. All right. Let's so, Paul, today is Thursday. Do you know what happens tonight? Thor returns? Correct. Do you it's know what else happens tonight? Thursday. <laughs> uh, Thursday night. This would be the first game of the season. Hey, there you go. Wow. NFL football time. Thursday night game. Paul, Do you know up. who's playing? Uh, Not Bo Cephas. Not Bo Cephas. <laughs> Correct. He ain't been playing for a year or two now. Uh. Who is playing? Who is there someone that always plays the first game of the season? Yes. The winner of the previous year's Super Bowl always plays the first game of the season. Okay. So the Patriots are playing. Yep. Uh, they're playing the Diamondbacks. Correct. Got the it. Arizona Diamondbacks. Yes. They and they're playing the midfield hockey, which just adds an extra wrinkle. I would love it. They'd win. The Diamondbacks would win. And even though the ball is solid in field hockey, the Patriots have deflated the ball that they're playing with. <laughs> <laughs> They've hollowed it out. They're playing the Steelers, right? Yes, they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. God damn, at least I got that right. Wow. Is uh, Big Ben back in fighting form? Oh, Big Ben might be the best quarterback in the league this year. Is he really? He's He's fighting fit? He He was a top quarterback last year. He's been jacked up for a while. Yeah. Well, they got him just full of cortisone and painkillers? Yeah. Yes. All right. (laughs) Yes. That's how how that game works. Oh, God. (laughs) We cripple 300-pound men with an addiction to painkillers and terrible eating habits. All right. He walks like the Frankenstein monster. I'm telling you, we are going to look back at this time with football like how we look back at our parents' time with boxing. It's going to be bad. Mm. Boxing was gigantic. I mean, there's not a bigger sport. Mm -hmm. And we look back now like... We're like, uh, how? I guess so. Yeah, it, it's going to be that way with football. You, I mean, you look boxing's at boxing's like still pretty big. Interview MMA is even Ali. bigger now. Well, you just so you just defeated your own point with your point. Yep. What MMA is not boxing. Oh, okay, I guess it's and bo- boxing, more, but and it's boxing more is not big. But boxing, boxing, boxing is not big. Boxing, compared, if you look back at the way it was with yeah. in the Muhammad Ali days, no. no. Boxing no. is now an event sport. That's true. It, it has one or two events a year, twice a year, and then ones. it's and then it's done. Yeah. And you don't hear anything else about it. The UFC, those uh, UFC is different, and it is popular in its own right. It is not. It is not even close to what boxing was. I guess not. You you don't watch that much mixed martial arts footage on um, sports radio or something like that with everyone talking about it. It'd right. be hard to watch on sports radio. It's very tricky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you stare your radio long, I I mean, you get the right color commentary guy. He yeah. paints a picture. I put my iPhone with the with the replays on it. I just put it on my radio mm-hmm. just so I can. My brain to hand when I watch sports radio. Pretty strong. 
Huge. Good brain to hand? Mm-hmm. Huge brain to hand. Oh, very strong brain to hand. All right. Let's get into some Jack person. Not Jack person. Let's get into some scooter. Oh, my goodness. This one. <laughs> we're for we're done with Jack talk. <laughs> yeah. Right? Today we're just going to do nerd, nerd versus, versus nerd. Nerd versus nerd. Thank you. I was like, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's bounce it out. Nerd versus bounce nerd. out nerd versus nerd. Yes. All right. That's, that All sounds right. good. <laughs> uh, here's one from Pat S. As Paul will agree, it would be easier to just suck someone's dick, but I am choosing the more hard way. Thanking you. My daily work schedule is boring we, as fuck. We already disagree with your choice. <laughs> <laughs> that has become Andy's new catchphrase on Geek Squad. What? what It'd be easier world? if you just suck my dick. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Good job, Andy. Yeah. What's happening, Jake? Yeah, I don't know. You got a phone call on your iPad? Apparently, I just got a phone call on my iPad. I thought I'd turned it off. How's that work? You can sync them up. Magnets. It's, it's magnets. Magnets! <laughs> How does that work? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, I'm choosing a more difficult way. Thank you. My daily work schedule is boring as fuck, and I sit in various cars pretty much while driving in circles. I I compare it to if you were able to program who's on first in a GPS. That is how my day goes. Round and round. Recently, I bought a new Bluetooth headset that allows me to catch up on the shows as I'm driving. Oh, cool. Since I am an avid stalker, I mean listener, I am caught up usually the day of. So I've started back at episode one and am retracing the steps back to the present. Mm. It is keeping my sanity at an acceptable level. My boss at work has become a lactose intolerant scoop. He listens when I let him know there is a new one on, but I don't know if he's loyal or just nice and goes along with my craziness. I tried making CDs to listen to while driving around, but... I'm sorry, what did you do? I started. My, I tried making CDs. To CDs nuts. Oh, got him. Got him. Stay down. Stay Pat down. <laughs> but that took a lot of effort, and I would forget them in cars from time to time. Oh. I'm guessing. Oh. I'm guessing Pat works for uh, like a rental car company or something the, like that. If somebody's listening, oh, there's, PA. so there are rogue ice cream social discs out there. Yes. This is not good. Today I picked up a car and turned on the radio. First thing I hear is Paul talking about Mothra. I eject the CD just to see if it was mine from before. It was. On the CD, written in Sharpie by either a guy with feminine handwriting or a young lady, was the words, thank you for the funny, and below was hashtag uh, FFYITF. Apparently, I've inadvertently converted someone. I'm guessing uh, might have been the customer that was wearing a director's cut t-shirt, but I don't know. Uh, P.S. The guy I work with ate a sleeve of Oreos today. In about 15 minutes. No milk, no water, just chased it with a Slim Jim. Oh, no, 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 no. no. What you just said is wrong. You don't chase it with a... Oh, chased it with a Slim Jim. That guy (sighs) hates his toilet. Yeah. That guy hates his lower GI. Yeah. Woff. Woff. Brr. Uh, PPS, by accident I got a low five in the rolled crepe today by a cute lady's <laughs> hand as she turned. She may have enjoyed it. <laughs> Ask her. And yeah. that's from Pat S. Follow that up. You like that? There's more There's more of that lap action. Thanks yep. for ac- accidentally brushing my junk. <laughs> Appreciate You're welcome. that. You're welcome. You're not the first lady to accidentally brush my junk. You see me on the subway, it's like I'm wearing a dick magnet or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got one here from Nick, audio guy Nick. Nick, Nick. This is this is this the first is correspondence because we called out the other week. We're like, does Nick even listen anymore? Yes, I've called him out a few times. I told you, I told you he still listens. 
Yeah, so uh, Nick Nick sent us a message. Nick, uh, for those of you who don't know, did our Jock vs. Nerd theme that we use very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, guys. I just wanted to write in. Every week. Pre- pretty every much every show. week. Every fucking show. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that I do still listen to the show. Aha. Not only every single episode, but at times, but, but anytime I don't have a new episode of another podcast I listen to, ICS is always my first choice uh, for go-to listening to reruns. Oh, man. You guys are definitely my favorite podcast. You've brought up several times that you don't know if I still listen because I don't write in, as it was just mentioned again in episode 155 which I just finished, uh, but that's just because I'm cripple- cripplingly self-aware of how uninterested I am. I was also waiting to write in again for when I had some more metal for you guys that I've been working on. Oh, sweet, and by dude. working on, I mean the ideas are completely finished in my head and have been for almost a year, but I'm just a lazy <laughs> asshole. Your, your album and my book, pal. Right, dude, join the club. So look forward to join that being club. done soon. Awesome. That's great. Uh, You've also mentioned many times that you don't know my last name when thanking me at the end of the show, which I don't understand because it's in my email address and it's probably in the emails I sent in the past. I'm sure we have the record that we could go look it up. Uh, We're not going to do that, Nick. Yeah. So in case you want me to stay like Cher, there will be a spoiler warning at the bottom of this email with my last name right there for you. Uh, I don't know, Paul. What do you think? You want to be like Cher? I kind of like Nick like Cher. I like Nick like Cher. I like Nick like Cher, too. Uh, I hate to say something negative in my heartfelt return, but I just wanted to point out a potential problem that may not have been brought up with the Patreon rewards. Okay. Uh, which I, I have thought of this. Paul and I were talking about this while uh, between the between the shows today. On the personal podcast rewards, it states that it will include scoop mail, which seems like a bad idea because the people who wrote in the mail that you're reading are missing out on you answering their oh, email. Oh, I already they just thought about this, Yeah, too. we've all thought about this. It's fine. Uh, we're just going to do a scoop mail bit of some kind. Yeah, it, it'll we be. We can fine. also read scoop mail twice. Yeah, that's true. Too. We can do that too. Yeah. The person who gets the private podcast can have first access to our crack at the scoop mail, and there then we can go. also just read the scoop mail in a later episode. There you go. Look at that. Yeah. We can do that too. We have options. We have options. But that. But you're. But you're right, Nick. Yes. We can also make the person getting the personal podcast write us an email to use in scoop mail, and that's really funny. That, oh, that actually is. would be a really fun part of the whole thing. I like, like that one. Yeah. Send in your email, or have a friend send in an email. Well, there you go, Nick. So we came up with a solution on air that was better than the ones we already thought of. So if you didn't bring it up, we wouldn't come up with a better solution. Look at that. Yep. So thank you, Nick, a.k.a. Cher. we got to put together some kind of little form anyway as far as, like, what they want for songs and that kind of thing. Yeah, we got to go to work. We got to go to work. (laughs) We got to get forms. We got to make forms. We got to make forms. We got to correspond. We got to keep track of that correspondence. (laughs) Oh, boy. We can just stack up awkwardly like we do our scoop mail. It's really no. cool. The forms are going to be necessary because I'm not going to be able to keep up with all of them. Oh, right. Otherwise. Absolutely. Those forms are going to no, be no, necessary. We're doomed. Yeah. We're doomed. But uh, I'm probably September. not going to be able to keep up with it anyway. This September feels real good, though. Looking forward to it. Yeah, right now feels great. <laughs> <laughs> right now feels fantastic. That is patreon.com slash hayscopes. <laughs> if you want to further torture us, you too can play this. Yep. <laughs> keep poking the bear. If you think that we can collapse under the force of our own work... Get to our Patreon page and fuck with us. Do it. Do I it know that us. we can collapse under the weight of our own work. Sure. I still do and always will love you guys and will keep listening to every episode, often more than once. I'll write in again when I have some more Satan music for you. I sincerely apologize for keeping with the theme of writing emails that are too long, so I guess it works out that I almost never write in. Figgity fuck you in the face to the tempo of some death metal double bass pedals. Nick. Fuck yeah. Thanks, Nick. And there's a spoiler warning here for his last name, which I'm not going to read. Because yeah. he's like Cher. There you go. Nick like Cher. Is his last name like Cher? Because then we brewed it. <laughs> uh, I think it's French. Le Cher. Le Cher. Le Cher. Le Cher. Le Cher. 
Uh, we got one here from our good old friend Moxie Fox. Moxie. Greetings, you glorious gents. As a com- as comedy minded guys, I wanted to ask you if you have ever instinctively done a bit you always go to in certain situations, only to realize that it is not the time or place for it. Example, my mother and I instantly say fuck you when either one of us sneezes as an alternative to saying bless you. I was stage managing backstage, and backstage one of the actors sneezes, and as vile and full of hate as I possibly could, I say fuck you, only to realize as those words hit my lips that saying fuck you to someone sneezing is not really normal. Do you guys have any similar experiences you could share from Awkward Situation Scoop, Moxie Fox? Oh, thanks, Moxie. Good to hear from you again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moxie does a really great job with our Tumblr. Yep. Yep. I uh, I have a similar situation when I was uh, an alien I, I back say, in the day. Yeah. Uh, hanging out in the makeup room. Yeah. Uh, we were all about mom jokes. Your mom, this and that. And just okay. like, just no, with not, without even a thought, be like, oh, yeah, because your mom's a fucking Klingon, whatever, da 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 da. Yeah. Just, I mean, just we talked mad mom smack. And once in a while, other people would be back in that area very rarely but they'd start hearing us throw around these crazy mom insults and be like what are you talking about and it's like what like people would be like you just you just called that dude's mom out and it's like yeah so we we talk shit about moms all day long back there that's what we do and some people really get offended so yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. it's interesting we were just uh but yeah so you have to be I, it's amazing. It's a great question. Mm-hmm. I definitely have stuck my foot in my mouth many times trying to joke around when it's inappropriate, mm-hmm. uh, and yet when story doesn't glaringly pop into my head, which is which is strange. Yeah. I will tell you. Uh, uh, have I told this the no one parties like Seattle story in my head? I don't think so. I mean, on the air, I've certainly I, told it in my head. <laughs> I, I when I used to go to a lot more improv festivals and stuff, I still love. My favorite thing to do when I would go out for drinks afterward at the bar is I would yell, "No one parties like," and then whatever the name of the town I was in. Oh yeah, and uh, everyone cheers. Yeah, it's really fun to do. Uh-huh. And then I came out of the bar, and we all were a little into our cups, and everyone's taking turns riding around the scooter. Uh, and I get my hands on the scooter, and I think this is neat. We we just we found the scooter. This is just some random scooter that was found on the street that we're all taking turns <laughs> riding around. And so I ride around the scooter, real fun, doing a lot of doing a lot of bits. And then I end with, no one parties like Seattle. And as everyone cheers, I wing the scooter up into the air and slam it to the ground as hard uh. as I can. Oh, this is like a like a razor scooter. Yeah, a little razor scooter. Okay, I'm picturing so a motor scooter. Guitar smashing this scooter. Guitar smash of a little razor scooter. Okay. It is someone's scooter. <laughs> And they're like, what are you doing to my scooter? scooter? It's not a found scooter at all. I don't know where that idea popped into my head. <laughs> so it was yeah, everyone, like, oh, everyone cheering typical and street scooter. one woman looking at me horrified. Like, like, why did you do what you did? And me trying to explain, I thought we had found the scooter was not a good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was destroying I a stranger's I scooter. Yeah, I thought I was destroying, <laughs> destroying someone else's property. I basically am a stranger to everyone I'm hanging out with anyway. Yeah. Yes. I just thought, you know, scooter. There's that's no, you break that. Yeah, there's no right? reason for me to be doing what I did. It was very embarrassing, very much so. Uh, I have to apologize for joking around all the time. I can't even. Think about it. I always go like, you know, I'm 100 percent joking when I say that. Right. The thing that I hate the most that gets me in trouble is the grain of truth argument. People like to be like, oh, it's a grain of truth. You must think at least that something. You're like, no. Oh, no. shut the fuck up. My brain always says, what's the worst thing possible to say in the situation? And you say it if you think it's funny. Mm-hmm. That's not a grain of truth. 
Um, but uh, yeah. But you know, I mean, somewhere down there. It's sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray for Nazis. See? You Grand know. of truth. Grand of truth. Grand of truth. Grand of truth. All right. Next I always, Anytime I go home or down south or anywhere like that, I'll, I will get... It, invariably, I, I will make an inappropriate comment about something or another that would just get a laugh here and down there in the Bible Belt. Oh, I, I, get, a, I get a bad um, look. Real quick, before we go any further, I have to get a picture of this. Uh, Jacob is wearing a shirt on the back of which a man is kissing a giant fish. Oh, yeah. He's making out with a giant yeah, fish. Yeah. Give me, I'm getting this picture. I'm tweeting this out right now. This is unbelievable. <laughs> this, is good, this is a good pod. It's good podcasting right there. Let's stop yeah. the podcast and take a photo. Oh, oh I hit my head so hard on the microphone. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Bit restored. Yep, oh, that okay. works. Oh, you're, good, you're good. I got We're you, good. Jacob. I got you. Uh, so I'm tweeting this out. Uh, Jacob wears fish porn shirts. Yep. Um, audio at Audio Guy Jacob. Oh yeah, I can Jacob. put it on. Oh, hilarious! You can tag it's gonna me. Be good stuff, y'all. Uh, I will say that one time I didn't feel as bad, but there's a group of people that saw Piff the Magic Dragon. They were associated with Jersey Boys that left because of animal cruelty. Yeah, and uh, that to me was uh, idiotic. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> that dog gets treated better than, than me, 99% Indian, yeah. of than a lot the of many of us. And many right. people. And, and, and anything that purportedly happens to him, he has no knowledge of or anything like that. Right. The dog is not psychologically messed with in any way. <laughs> uh, so I was mouthing off about that loudly when I realized that one person at the table I was with was one of that was they were the in group the room. that left that. Yeah. And uh, you know what I did, which I teach against, which I laugh all the time? I doubled down and just roared about it even more so that I wouldn't get called out on, which is the worst tactic in the world. <laughs> but it does keep them from calling you on it. It works. Doesn't mean... Yeah, I should say it's a tactic that does work. It's not a nice thing to do. Yeah. That's, those, those are the two stories I can think of off of that. Really good question. I want to think more on it. I know I've done worse. Yeah, I know, I know that I put my foot in my mouth an incalculable <laughs> number of times. Yeah. Uh, we got one here from Rich Uptight Customer Scoop. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't know you still listened. <laughs> this is a follow-up to another another scoop mail that we uh, that we enjoy very much. Oh. Something about a business meeting. Oh, the Ontario business meeting? The Ontario business meeting. Wait, who is this from? This is the customer. Oh, the guy that came in from the airplane. Yeah. Um, Matt, Paul, Jacob, and all scoops listening. So I was asked by Scoopy-Doo to write in with my side of the story of the Ontario business meeting. I don't know how interesting it'll be, but I'll try. First of all, you need to know that I am neither rich nor uptight. Uh, I'm not even a customer, really. I'm a customer representative. I make a decent living, but not rich by any means. If I were rich, uh, you would have seen both Scoopy-Doo and myself in Jersey. Uh, And how uptight I am, uh, I'm listening to you fine fellas, so (laughs) fuck off. Right. Uh, I work in San Diego for a firm that serves rich, tight, uptight, uh, rich, uptight, lazy people who can't do anything for themselves. Right now, for uh, the head of a multi-billion-dollar company that shall remain nameless, I got a call from my boss a few months ago telling me that I and three other employees had this account and we needed to go to Ontario to oversee this guy's airplane being refinished and repainted. I was going to be in Canada for about eight months. 
Before leaving the house for the airport, I loaded up the latest episodes of ICS to listen to on the plane. It was great. It was the episodes with the uh, air job. And I, too, like many of your listeners, <laughs> got a job. lot of funny looks because of how much I was laughing all by myself <laughs> that, on the plane. That fucking air job is the creepiest the fucking thing. air job, man. Uh, if people write in about it. The hover, the hover blow. The it's hover so blow weird. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> I arrived at the airport in Ontario just before 10 a.m., which is 7 a.m. our time, so I'm a little groggy. I know that you know how that feels, huh, guys? Anyway, I had to sit in a conference room with the CEO, Scooby-Doo, uh, with the CEO that Scooby-Doo wrote about. No, not Ronald J. McDonald. And I have to agree that he was pretty uptight. He looked like he forgot to take the, the cardboard insert out of his new underwear before putting them on that morning. Mm. Does your does your underwear come with a cardboard insert? Because mine does not. Uh, fancy underwear comes with the cardboard inserts. I just fancy put, underwear. Does? I put cardboard inserts in mine. Ah. My underwear is just made of a Pizza Hut box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my dick is rubbing up against old cheese. Old melted cheese. Oh. <laughs> melty, melty is melty. what they use in the ads now. Melty cheese. Melty cheese grease. Oh. Keeps me lubricated. Ooh, sour grapes. But wait, does good underwear really come with cardboard in it? Like yeah, high, high super underwear? high quality. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because I buy good underwear. I like I like having good underwear, I and get, I don't have it with cardboard. I get Gap underwear from oh. my wife. There you go. Yeah. Now I feel like I need to find some underwear with some cardboard in and it. I, I guess what I'm saying is like underwear gap. nicer than the multi bag brand. Yeah, multi, even some of the multi-bag has uh, some of that. But, yeah, it's pretty much down to uh, wadded up with a piece of tape on it now. Yeah, like the cardboard just holds it so yeah. it can go individually onto a rack. <laughs> right, right. It's not right, like, right. It's okay. not like the cardboard's doing anything besides oh, okay. I, oh, okay, I know what you're talking about now. I'm thinking of a bigger insert. That, yeah. okay. You're thinking about a pizza box somewhere. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm thinking. That's all I can think about. Are you kidding? Uh, after about 30 minutes of fighting to stay awake while, uh, fuck it, we'll call him Ronald J. McDonald, uh, <laughs> talked about his company's policies. We finally got to get up and take a tour of the building. The tour started in the hangar, and we got to see the planes that we were to oversee. Then we went into the building where all the workshops were. Walking in, we saw some sewing machines and some lovely ladies sitting behind them. Uh, We did some small talk and introduced ourselves, when from next door we could hear some roaring laughter. We dismissed it and kept talking to the sewers for another couple of minutes. (laughs) Then we entered the room the laughing was coming from. It was a cabinet shop. As we walked in, all the workers gasped at seeing us and rushed back to work. All except for one who was trying to open a toolbox that had been locked. (laughs) That's when I heard something very familiar. Why was it familiar? Because I was listening to the exact same thing a few hours earlier. Ice Cream Social was booming out of these speakers on top of a cabinet mounted to a wall with the wires leading to that same toolbox this guy was frantically trying to get into. Ronald J. McDonald was not talking loud enough for us to hear what he was telling this poor man, but we could see that he wasn't happy. Finally, this guy just reached up and yanked the wires out of the speakers, making one of them fall off the cabinet it was previously resting on. Have you ever seen fear growing in a man's eyes? I did that day. This poor fucker was shitting himself. That's what you get for calling me uptight, Frank. So I jumped in and tried to calm everyone down, as it is sometimes my job to do, and asked, was that ice cream social? Ronald J. McDonald turned around and took my cue and calmed down and said, oh, you listened to that show. I nodded, and he turned back and told his employees to keep the sound down, uh, which would not be too hard at that point with the speakers (laughs) in the condition they were in. 
I then explained to everyone in the woodshop that I was a scoop and that I was listening to the same episode <laughs> earlier, then left with everyone else on the tour. <laughs> a few weeks passed and I tune into ICS and hear a scoop mail, which was oddly similar to my experience. <laughs> Seeing as we have staggered break times, I knew that the work, the woodshop workers would still uh, be there while I was off. So I walked in, looked everywhere to see if uh, Ronald was there. And when I was satisfied that the coast was clear, I shouted, Which one of you motherfuckers is Scooby-Doo? <laughs> it took him a second to understand the question, but he caught on and said with a huge smile, They aired it? I said, yeah, and what did you mean uptight? I saved your ass. <laughs> we both had a great laugh, and we've been best friends since. Uh, of course, now not a day goes by that he doesn't call me uptight, but it's cool because I just said he shat himself on his favorite podcast. <laughs> the reason the, oh, P.S., the reason the toolbox was locked. Oh, thank you. Are we going to finally find out why this fucking thing was this locked? This is too perfect. Uh, the reason the toolbox was locked is because those idiots like to mess with the phone when the owner is not looking, <laughs> i.e. putting dick pics in the background. <laughs> Serve them right, these crazy fucking Canucks. I'll keep an eye out for the boss while someone else fucks you all in the faces. Rich, uptight customer scoop. Oh, that is... I did not think it'd be great to hear it the second time around. Uh, it it's awesome. better. It's better. I now want different versions. Anyone in this room, I will take your <laughs> story. story. So you know who I want next is the guy who went to the bathroom and locked it in a box. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I want the uh, I want their boss. I, I want oh, the yeah, guy yeah. that, that uh, was at first chewing the guy out. Oh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Oh, so good. Oh, man. All right, was that good for Scoop Mail? I think so. All right, let's get into a little nerd versus nerd. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for nerd versus Explosion. Explosion of nerd. <laughs> Fair play. We had a big bunch of jock stuff. We, just, we totally we jocked got it out. It, we got to cover our bases here. Close it out. <laughs> okay. I got to think of a nerd question now, but go ahead. Paul, Paul. that's your cue. Paul, oh, I have to, to ask a nerd question? What did you think was going to happen? I thought we had stuff on, on deck, but I'll fi- I got I <laughs> We got don't have one. a nerd versus nerd on we deck. We don't have a nerd no. versus nerd on deck. Um, All right, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, what is Captain America's shield made out of? Uh, it is made of vibranium. Incorrect. The one that I have here on my microphone stand is made out of rubber. <laughs> <laughs> it's made of Wakandan vibranium. What does that mean? It's, vib- it's like rubber. It's, it's a metal that's mined in Wakanda, the land that uh, the Black Panther rules over. Okay. And that's why they're... Uh, civilization is so rich because everybody wants vibranium. Oh, it's more valuable like diamonds? Yeah, it's even stronger in some respects than adamantium. Okay. It can be scratched by adamantium, but it's strong. Okay. Yeah. So if Wolverine tries to attack Captain America, he can... It just scratches the shield. Just scratches yeah, the shield. It, the shield is broken occasionally, but it's... it's does it go like... Yeah, Does it make... Does it make the Wolverine's hands go like... Yeah, yeah, my hands are all jittery. My hands are all jittery. He feels it through the whole body. He's like, oh, boy. I shouldn't have done that. 
Okay, good. That was a good nerd question. I nailed it. I've got, I've got a nerd question for you. I just saw it today. Please. Okay. Uh, who will be singing the opening song, the title song for the new James Bond movie? It just got announced as, we, uh, as we're recording this. Okay. I like this because I don't know the answer. My guess? Uh-huh. Justin Bieber. Ooh. It's almost always a lady, unless it's Tom Jones. How many unless it's Tom Jones. How many men have done the song? That is exactly what I'm looking up right now. I think it's just Tom Jones, right? Well, Thunderball? No, uh, Thunderball was one uh, Live and Let Die. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, Paul the very McCartney. famous. The, the very Wings. Famous yeah. I've heard of Paul McCartney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's almost. I, those, he's, those might be the only two, though. He could arguably the, be the famous Paul. <laughs> There's a strong case to be made. Oh no, Doctor No was uh, John Barry. Ah, all right. So, so there've so been not, three. Yeah. There've been a few. No, there, there've been quite a few. Now that, I'm three. Looking, now that I'm looking them up, eight. My guess, man, I love Tom Jones singing. Tom Jones singing Thunderball is the best. Yeah. Now this is a nerdy person, or uh, is this just a nerdy kind of question? It's just a nerdy kind of question. Got it. Because it's just involving, a movie. A movie question, right? My guess is uh, Scott Stapp. <laughs> That that is incorrect. Uh, I see. I thought it was like maybe it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, look out for that spy. I really wish that's who was get doing it. Martini's chicken, I stir, get a vespa. I guess I'll tell you why. Oh my god! Look out for that spy. Jesus made that spy. <laughs> I'm so drunk. What would it sound like if he and Richard Cheese did a duet as the uh, James Bond intro music? Look out for that spy. That spy can see it all from the sky. All right, good. That, that, that was not as good as I thought it would be. <laughs> it was hard to figure out because we I already made up a tune. I was doing Eyes Wide Open. So yeah, I, I got you. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Yep. Eyes Wide Closed. Uh, I was going to say Weird Al would be a really fun choice. Oh, yeah, it would but be. He could do a polka. James Bond polka. Oh, Weird Al, do a James Bond polka. All right. If you haven't already. You could do all the, the Bond themes as a polka. That'd we, be a hot one. We did get a Patreon pledge from Al Yankovic. So let's hope what? it's the same one. Dude, I'd flip the fuck out. I'd lose my shit. Yeah. If I knew Weird Al was listening, I'd lose my mind. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. I agree. He's awesome. Weird Al, if it's you, send an email. We don't have to read it on the air. <laughs> Just let but us just, know. Uh, just just, just give us a heads up. up. That'd be awesome. Uh, so this is someone contemporary. Yes. T Swift. It is not. She's doing Super Bowl. Yeah. It's it's a fella. It's a fella. Jamie Fox. Mm. It is not. Who would be the classy, current, male, song dude? Oh, it's Pitbull. <laughs> no, it's not Pitbull. <laughs> I know you're spying. Oh, I know you're spying. Oh, you know you're spying me. You know I spy you. Oh. Who, who is the classiest contemporary male singer that I polymatically can think of right at this moment? Ah, got it. Pitbull. I've got my bow tie. Oh, I've got a gun here. Oh, See? You know I he, spy you. He dresses all fancy? Yeah. He does. He does dress fancy. Look at me stepping up into the club. Where is M in my spiling glove? I'm going to get into my Aston Martin. I'm slapping that ass till it is smartin'. Come on, let's get down and dirty. Me and uh, Q going to 
make you hurt it when I use my silent gun that's actually a pen that can write on you, son. Yeah. Money, penny, money, penny, all up in here. Money, penny, money, penny, all up in here. Money, 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 penny. Money, money, penny. Money, money, penny, like a birthday suit. Money, money, penny. Money, money, penny. Money, money, penny, like a birthday suit. Yeah, he, well, he's clearly the classiest uh, contemporary it's artist that we have. Clearly, clearly. Class with a capital K, that pitbull. A friend of mine is one of Pitbull's dancers, and as far as I could tell, she has the best life that anyone could possibly have. I'll bet. Yeah. Did she go with him on that crazy yes. trip to Alaska? Yes. She go every, everywhere that he performs. You heard about that thing, there. right? Walmart did that contest. Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> did she go? Did she have a story on that? I mean, probably. Dude, you should ask her about some story on that. That'd be funny. You heard about that, Matt? No. So Walmart held a contest to send Pitbull to any Walmart store in the country, depending on votes. Okay. And everybody voted him to go to a Walmart in Alaska. <laughs> this oh, real small town. And he went. Good. Yeah, and he, yeah he went. And he had to go. <laughs> well, he didn't have to go, but he went. Oh, I think he had to go. I bet he didn't have to go. I bet he could have gotten out of it. You know what? Jacob, I bet if Walmart told you you had to go somewhere, <laughs> you'd have to go somewhere. I bet we'd all like to think that if Walmart told us we had to go somewhere, we could not go. But you know what? We'd probably have to go. Yeah. When Sam Walton rises up out of the ground and tells you to go to Alaska, yeah. you go to Alaska. Zombie Sam Walton does not fuck around. That is true. I want the classiest current contemporary male artist to go to Alaska. Pitbull. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, 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 uh. I know you want me. You know I want you. I know you zombie. I know you zombie. Zombie John Walton. Zombie. zombie. <laughs> what? No. Uh, Sam That's Walton. It. Zombie Sam Walton. Uh, I know you zombie. Zombie Sam Walton. What is the answer, Jacob? Sam Smith. Sam Smith. That is a classy guy. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be singing, or I believe they've already recorded it. I, it's called I don't, Writings I don't, on the Wall. I don't know Sam Smith. I don't guess. He's he's got a he's got a, he's got a big he's a big hit with the Brits. What's his, he's got a famous song? He's got a he's got a big hit uh, here let's in the states. See. So they are going for a Thunderball vibe, then. I think so. I like it. Typically, do Adele did the Skyfall theme, yeah, and I loved that one. Barf. Oh, I loved. It. You didn't I, like that one? I didn't like that movie. I didn't like that song. I liked the song. I did not enjoy that movie. I liked the song, and I loved the movie. Oh, whack a doodle do. I liked both. All right. Uh, Money on My Mind is one of his. <gasps> I know that one. Rolling down the street, smoking in uh, dough, that... sipping on gin and juice. Lay back. back. With my mind on my money and my money on my mind. I'm Sam Smith singing this song. My name is Sam Smith. I was about to correct Sam you. Sam Smith. And then I realized you were 100% right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Do you, you remember that part? You yeah. people forget that verse. And then, Sam and then, Smith. And it goes on the whole thing. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's in the lyrics. Me and my homies rolling real strong. I'm <laughs> Sam Smith. I'm singing this song. Don't you forget. My name is Sam Smith. If you forget my name is Sam Smith, I'm going to kick you in the shit. My name is Sam Smith. And don't you forget it. My name is Sam Smith. Better have not forgotten it. I'm Sam <laughs> <Jesus>. Smith. <laughs> How many swings are you going to take on them forgetting the name? I'm Sam Smith, and you know who I am, because my name's Sam Smith. Sam Smith, Sam Smith. (laughs) (laughs) That must not have been in the radio edit. Well, you can't get away saying Sam Smith that much on the radio. No, no, no. So apparently Pitbull also flew David Thorpe to Alaska. David Thorpe was the organizer of the of the, the, the whole thing to get him to to get everybody to send him to Alaska. Oh yeah. And uh, so he got to meet Pitbull 
and the first thing Pitbull said to him was, "Keep bullshitting. Next thing you, next thing you know, we'll be on the moon." <laughs> yeah, nice. I like it. Good job, Pitbull. Yeah, Pitbull. See, he's got a good sense of humor. He does actually. Ladies and gentlemen, America's classiest male performer, <laughs> Pitbull. <laughs> I bet he's a blast to hang out with. I do too. Yeah, I bet he is. I heard him interviewed on Stern. He's he, funny. He, yeah, yeah, he's funny. He's funny, and he certainly drinks a lot. Dude. And apparently the local Walmart manager presented him with a uh, gift bag filled with bear repellent when he when he arrived there. That's awesome. Yep. I, if, lo- I love this story so much. If we find a way to put up an, uh, uh, a show anywhere that – if we find a way to put up a, an item on our Patreon that gets us to go somewhere and do mm-hmm. show, workshop, podcast, the whole bit, which we want to come up with. Well, you know, $1,000 – Plus right. airfare for that, me. That's just for you. Just for me. That's just for Paul. <laughs> I'm just saying, we have a solution, Matt, for part of it. Yeah, for yeah. a third. For a third of us. It gets real complicated after that. It does. <laughs> it yeah. goes up exponentially. It's not like 3,000 gets all of us. No, no, no. It goes up exponentially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paul does not know math. No, no, no. You're right. I'm right. It's he not said, just 3,000. He said it's not exponentially. No, no, he said it is exponentially. Oh, you're right. Oh, wait, I meant... To, really what did I mean? Wrong. What's the other thing? What's <laughs> it, the word I'm thinking of? It just goes up by multipliers. <laughs> What's the word instead of... Exponentially doesn't mean... No, no, no. You're, you're right in that it goes up exponentially. Right. Not that it doesn't go up exponentially. Yeah. It goes up exponentially, which means by it wouldn't other up, multipliers. It wouldn't be a thousand to the third power. It is. It it's might cost be. Us, it's it's good. Cost That's what I'm saying. It's, it is more. Isn't it's, that a thousand times a thousand times a thousand? Yes, Jacob. Yeah, you're understanding. <laughs> I'm saying it goes up exponentially. If you it want does. Three of us, it's a million it's not three. Th- <laughs> yeah, it's not three thousand dollars. It goes up exponentially. I'm not saying what the exponential amount <laughs> is, but it goes up exponentially. Could be like one point one. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. That it's is not, true. That is true. true. But it's more than three grand plus airfare for sure. all three of us. Correct. To get the whole bucket. Unless you can do it on a Monday. Monday would be good. Is I it, could skip a Monday. Yeah. yeah. You'd skip a Monday for a thousand. That's Jacob and I's day off. Yeah. We could do it on a day off. We could do it. There it is, folks. You want ICS in your house? Monday is the day to go. Do you think $3,000 will cover it? You're wrong. But uh, a little more. The price does go down if it's a day off. Oh, there you go. Well, look at that. The just, Jacob discount. Just wait for us to book a thing. and then Type, we'll in, code <laughs> Type in code Jacob. Type in code Jacob. Code Jacob. And then Jacob will determine what you pay. <laughs> That uh, doesn't get you a discount. It just means that I, that well, I determine the, the we're number. Gonna, we're going to have to do another Scoop Fest, right? Yeah. Yes. Soon. We did a first annual one. That implies a second annual yeah, one. Yeah, but I mean, it, I think we're going to do more than one a year. I guess it should be called. Yeah, we're going to do more than one a year, I hope. Well, easily around any cruise ship gig we get, we'll do a Scoop Fest. We yeah. have to travel for one reason. There's no reason to not stop and yeah. do a show and a hangout. So we got that going for us. Agreed. Um, if we don't have another cruise ship, we should just organize one. I will also say this about that, because you gave me shit the last time I talked about this, but I think it's the fact. We do need to organize a scoop fest that happens here in town one time, too. Fuck I know you, you're wrong. I know you say everybody can come see us on Wednesday, and that's true, but it's not a specific ICS event. And Vegas is a convention town. Cheap flights into this place. We could make it something that happens on a Monday. People can stay in town and fuck around on Tuesday and then come see Bucket Show on Wednesday. We'll be a whole fucking fest. It's, that's true. We <clears> certainly <throat> don't need to put it on our days off if we're doing it here in town. But we could put it on our day off sure. on Monday. We, we could, yes. <laughs> Make the big thing on Monday. People could go see shows. Go see shows you're in on Tuesday. Go see shows 
Jacob's doing maybe on Tuesday, whatever. And then Wednesday, come see the Bucket Show. I would, if we're going to do a Vegas event, I'd like to add some bells and whistles to it. Oh, I'm not saying that's all, but yes. Everyone who comes would get a bell and a whistle. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Okay, good. Now we're on the same page. Exponential bells and whistles. Exponentially, you'll get bells and whistles. Oh, man. Now we have to do that. That's too funny of an idea. We've got to give everyone a bell and a whistle. (laughs) All right. I want to thank (laughs) Scoop Scoop Bell and Scoop Whistle. Scoop Whistle's like a rape whistle if you need ice cream. (laughs) What? They Uh, have those? I wish. I hear a whistle. I don't know whether someone's getting raped or someone needs ice cream. (laughs) We shouldn't confuse that issue. Just to be fair, we'll take both. Oh, no. <laughs> take, we'll take help and some ice cream. Someone grab a gun and a quart, <laughs> <laughs> just to be safe. <laughs> God, oh man, that's good. We close the show on a rape whistle joke. No, 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 no. I want to thank Pendulette for creating this podcast. I want to thank our visual mafia team. I want to thank our audio mafia team. I want to thank uh, uh, all the people behind our social media platforms. You can find us at Hayscoops on Twitter or Instagram. You can go to Facebook.com slash Hayscoops or go to Hayscoops.tumblr.com to participate there. Plus our Reddit page. Look for Ice Cream Social on Reddit. And uh, all those links are on our homepage, mattandmally.com, where you can send in your own scoop mail like the kind that we read here today. Mm-hmm. Please lend us your support if you feel inclined. If you feel like we're worth more than $0 in your life and you want to help contribute to us making this content, go to patreon.com slash hayscoops. All right. I want to thank all the ice cream socialists, socialites, and the ice cream sandwich. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Scoops. Uh, Take it away, Dippin' Nuts Jack. We'll see you soon. As of this recording, we have 163 backers at $2,411.99. So we're better than halfway towards our goal, guys, with a week in. Uh, let's see if we can make that second half this second week. That'd what? Be, let's see if we can do it. You're bananas. Yeah. B-A-N-N-A-N-A-N-A-S? What? B-A-N-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-S? I realized I didn't know how that rhythm went. Different kind of banana. Yep. There's three N's in that kind of banana. Would you like a banana? That's a band anus, sir. That's a band anus that you're asking That's what I want. This shit's from band anus. B-A-N-E-D-A-N-U-S. The shit from my band anus. B-A-N-D-A-N-U-S. <laughs>